Welcome to the Jesus Culture Sacramento Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Banning Leipshire. Well, if you have your Bibles, get them out. I've got a word today that I want to share with you, something that's been stirring in my heart for the last few weeks. Excited to be able to come and bring it today. If you have your Bibles, and you should have your Bibles since you're at your house, if you forgot it in your room, go ahead and get there or bring it up on your smartphone. But Genesis chapter 1, and then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 28. Genesis chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 28. The title of my message today is this, The Base Camp of Peace, The Summit of Authority. I want to talk to you about the base camp of peace and the summit of authority. Genesis chapter 1, the creation story, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, or some translations say rule. Let them have dominion or rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. And then here's the phrase, over all the earth. Genesis 1 tells us that when God created Adam and Eve, when he created mankind, he gave them authority and dominion to rule over the earth. Their job was to take the the kingdom of God and see it established in the earth. And what happened was, was that when they fell, when they were deceived and they fell, they handed the keys of the authority that God had given them over to Satan. They handed them over to the devil. And so they forfeited and gave up the authority that God had given them to have dominion in the earth and handed it to Satan when they fell. But then Jesus comes along. And Jesus comes as the the spotless, pure lamb. And he is the sacrifice. He dies on the cross. And then he goes and he defeats death. And he defeats sin. And he takes back those keys. Or he takes back that authority. And then you're going to read this in Matthew 28. Then he shows up to us. And he says, listen, I have authority now, and I'm sending you. And in essence, he's handing us authority and saying, now go finish the job that I first gave you. Let me read this to you in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 says this, starting in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And then here's what we call the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore. It tells us to go make disciples, but listen to this again. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. The season that we've been in, really in such an intriguing season because We've been through storms before. We've been in crisis before, but never have we experienced it as a globe together. Never before have we experienced it. I mean, I just got off the phone with a pastor who has churches in Australia and Singapore and Africa and Malaysia, and simultaneously their churches are experiencing the same crisis. There's a storm that's hit the earth. And so, so in this season, and however long it's been for two months or six weeks, much of the focus, and rightfully so, has been on the issue of peace. 
As a pastor, I know that that's my heart is immediately beginning to move towards our people and helping them come into a place of peace, helping them get to that place where they're anchored in and walking in peace, knowing who their protector is, knowing who their provider is, knowing where their source is. And so you're seeing, you know, sermons on worry and anxiety and, and quotes on worry and anxiety and all the verses we can find about peace are being posted online. And there's been a season where we've been talking about peace and it's important because we've got to get to that place. Peace is a, a, a critical part. And I want you to be in a place of peace. This is the story that we're going to reference and that probably every pastor in the world right now in the last six weeks has probably spoke out of Jesus with the disciples in the midst of the storm. But, but I want you to know this, and this is my heart for you, is that I want you to get to a place of peace because you're going to get through this storm. I don't fully know how the, the international storm that's hit with this virus. I don't fully know how it's impacting your life. I don't fully know the storm that it's caused in your world, but I do want you to know this. You're going to get through the storm. God is bringing you through the storm. And peace is that understanding. Peace is the understanding that in the midst of storms, Jesus has me. He's going to cover, protect, provide, and I'm going to get through this. And that's, that's a, that revelation in itself is important I remember a few years ago that uh, I, I began to get these words from people. I, I began to get phone calls from people that I knew and trusted, and they said, hey, I was praying for you, and I felt like the Lord just revealed to me that a storm's about to come, but you're going to get through it. And I kept getting these storm words. And, you know, if you're anything like me, I, I don't, like, receive storm words, so God bless all these people that were calling me, but they'd be like, hey, a storm's coming, and I'd kind of hang up and go like, I don't know what that is, but I, I rebuke that. Like, I don't receive storm words in my life. And then a storm hit shortly after this, and, and I remember being in the midst of it and, and going like, okay, where were those words? Where were those words? Because they said that I was going to get through this, right? Okay, I'm going to get through this. And I want to tell you the same thing. Whatever storm you're in right now, you're going to get through it. And, and God's peace is going to come and it's going to be peace that surpasses understanding. But, but here's something that I've been feeling and something that's been stirring in my heart. I feel a word stirring in my heart about what God wants to do in this season. This storm is not going to be wasted. God wants to develop you. He wants to grow you. He wants to take you to the next level. He wants to reveal some things to you. And I believe in the midst of this storm, God is wanting to release something to us. And he's wanting to give us a greater understanding about our authority. That yes, we're going to come to a place of peace because peace is our inheritance. Peace is our birthright. Jesus died on the cross and paid a great price so that I could walk in peace, so that I could live in peace. The Bible says that the chastisement for our peace was upon him. It's part of the atonement. So I want you to get to a place of peace, but I believe there is another level that God's trying to get us to once we get to the place of peace, and it's a place of authority. You know, the reality is, is that success for Jesus in the storm wasn't just that the disciples got through the storm without worrying. It wasn't just that the disciples made it through with a good attitude, confident that Jesus had them. Jesus wasn't just trying to get them to a place of peace. He was trying to reveal to them the authority they had in the storm. 
the goal that Jesus had in their life wasn't just that they would get through the storm, it's that they would understand their authority over the storm. This is what I want to talk about today as we jump into this, because I very much believe that there is another level. Man, we had so many words coming into this year, and, and I believe as a church family, your own personal family, your own life, your work, that God really is wanting to take this season and not just help us get through it, but actually bring us to another level in the midst of it. That God is wanting to bring you to another level, and I don't want you to miss what God is trying to do. This is the picture that I had just praying into what God was showing me about peace and authority was that peace is our base camp. Peace is the base camp. If you've done any type of climbing, which I haven't really, but you know, I grew up in Northern California, which is right next to Mount Shasta, which is 14,000 feet, and Mount Lassen, which is 11,000 feet. But if you, if you read any stories or do any research on climbing mountains, you'll come across Everest. I mean, Everest is the thing that you'd want to climb if you're a mountain climber. It's the highest mountain above sea. It's the highest above sea mountain in the world. Here, here's a few quick facts about it. Mount Everest is the Earth's highest mountain above sea level at 29,029 feet. It's located in the Himalayas. It actually, the international border for um, Nepal and for China actually goes across the summit of Everest. It was first, the first official ascent happened in 1953. Many of you would know who Sir Edmund Hillary is because of this. But here's the crazy thing. If you want to climb Everest, and we're not talking about the preparation needed. If you just want to go climb Everest, it's a two-month journey. It's actually a 60 to 65 day experience to actually climb Everest because it's so tall and because of all that it entails. But when you climb Everest, at least on the southern route, the most, the most popular route, when you climb Everest, there's actually stops along the way. There's camps. You'll actually encounter five camps. There's base camp and then there's four other camps that you'll encounter, camp number four, by the way, just to give you a heads up, is called the death zone. That's literally the name of the camp. And then, and then after that last camp, there's 3,000 feet or more to the summit, and you finally get to the summit. But the base camp is what was so intriguing to me as I was praying into the word that God has for our church. Because the base camp for Everest actually takes quite a bit of work to get to. The base camp is not an easy journey in and of itself. Just to get to the base camp where you'll set up to actually begin to ascend Mount Everest, the base camp itself takes some work. Listen to this. The base camp is at 17,700 feet above sea. And it's 40 miles to get to the base camp, the hike to get to the base camp. This is after you fly into Kathmandu, which is a long flight. And then from Kathmandu, you take a small flight into another little town. And then from that town, it's a 40 mile hike that takes seven days. It takes seven days to hike 40 miles because of the acclimation, 40 miles to, to get to the base camp. It's a lot of work to get to the base camp. But anybody who's going to the base camp that wants to get to the summit knows when you get to the base camp, it's simply to prepare you and set you up for the next level, which is the summit. 
This is the picture that I would want to give you today is, is that peace is our base camp. And many of you, you're working hard to get to peace and I wanna applaud you. I wanna say, well done. I'm watching so many people in the midst of this thing, they are fighting to stay in their place of peace. They are fighting to stay in their inheritance of peace. They are trusting God. They are coming to him. They are declaring that God has me, that he's covering me, that he's protecting me, that he's providing me, me and my family. But peace is simply the base camp. It's not even where we stop. It's funny because sometimes I think we do, you know, it takes a lot of work sometimes to get to peace. But I feel like the word of the Lord is, is that there's another level after peace and it's called authority. And we'll talk about that. But sometimes we get to peace and we think, wow, that was a lot of work just to get there. Like, all right, are we done now? It's funny because when I started doing CrossFit a couple of years ago, like I, you know, I took like a decade off of fitness Hadn't done anything with fitness for like a decade except for pick up basketball. Finally, I get into my 40s and I'm thinking like, uh, I got to start like doing something. I need to start having some fitness routine. So we go down to, to CrossFit and then they have, it's like an hour long, it's an hour long program. And at the beginning, they have something called a warm up. So I hadn't worked, at, I hadn't done fitness for years, but they got like a warm up. I'm like, all right, it's a warm up. And so you get into it and the warm ups more than I've, more than anything I'd done in 10 years. And I remember after the first couple warm-ups, I thought it was the workout. I mean, I'm done with it. I'm sweating. I can barely breathe. And I'm thinking, man, what a great workout. That was fantastic, man. What a great workout. And everybody that's been doing CrossFit's looking at me and they're like, no, 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 that's, that's just the warm-up. We haven't even got to the workout yet. I was thinking, what? And this is, some, this is the, the picture sometimes. Sometimes in our life, we're, we're working hard to get somewhere, and I want to applaud you with that. I want to say, well done with that. And then we get to that place of peace, but God has another level for you. I want to remind you again of Jesus with the disciples in the storm. The goal wasn't just that they would get through the storm. The goal is that they would learn and understand the authority they had over the storm. If you can imagine that peace is your base camp, there's another level and it's called the summit, it's authority. See, this is the big word that I would have for our church right now is I believe in this season, God's wanting to take us to another level. There is another level. It's interesting in scripture, and I'm gonna read this to you, but Romans 8.37 is a verse that we know if you've grown up, but it's talking about being more than conquerors. Let me read this to you. Romans 8.37, it says this. Yet in all these things, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In other words, there's another level past conquerors and it's called more than conquerors. There's conquerors, which is impressive. And then there's more than conquerors. But the New Living Translation, when it comes to Romans 8.37 says this, and I love this. It said, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. There's victory, and then there's another level called overwhelming victory. There's peace, and then there's another level called authority. But I believe that God doesn't want us just to experience victory. He wants you in this season 
to experience overwhelming victory. He doesn't want you just to get through the storm. He wants you to learn the authority you have over the storm. I don't know if you've ever, uh, we talk a lot about coaching basketball. My wife and I, over the years, we coached our kids all the way growing up, all the way through high school, we coached our kids. And there were times when, you know, there were times when we would just eke out a win. Like there are victories in our life that are victories, but just barely. It's a last second shot, a last second run, a last second goal. I remember in high school, one of my, one of my glory days claim to fame in my little high school I went to was that I won, our, I won a tournament, our hometown tournament against our big rival, uh, you know, last second, I go up for a shot and I get fouled, time runs out and we're down by one point and I'm on the free throw line, just me, and I have to hit two free throws. And I hit both free throws, win the game. I'm on the front page of the sports page the next day. This is my 25 years ago claim to fame, winning the game. And although we won the game, it was just barely. It, we, we won by a point and just barely won. But it was a victory. But then there are games that you play that are blowouts. I mean, they're just blowouts. It's actually something for me as a coach, I hate when it happens in high school. I, I don't, like college and pros, you can do it. But in high school, when somebody, if you know this phrase, when they, they run up the score. And what that means is, is the opposing team or the opposing coach, they might be up by 30, 40 points and they still have a full court press on. They're trying to run the score up even more. And I personally don't like it in high school, but... This is what happens. They run up the score. But do you know, this, this is what the Bible's talking about right here. Jesus wants to run up the score on the devil in your life. The, this is the picture. He doesn't just want to give you victory. He wants to give you overwhelming victory. Do you know the biggest blowout in boys' high school basketball? L listen to this. It happened in 1964, January it was Grand Avenue High School of De Quincey, Louisiana defeated Audrey Memorial High School of Cameron, Louisiana. Here's the score, 211 to 29. That was the score of the basketball game, 211 to 29. That's called running up the score. And can I tell you this? This is what I believe. I believe that God is wanting to take you to another level in this season. Not just that you squeak by, because you're going to have victory. Hear me on this. God is going to get you through whatever storm you're in. And not just this storm right now. We're in a storm right now that's unique, but you will face more storms in your life. You will face more crisis moments in your life and God's going to get you through them. But the Bible says that he just doesn't want to get you through them barely. He doesn't just want you to have victory. He wants you to have overwhelming victory. He's going to run the score up on the enemy in your life. This is the picture that we read in Psalms 23. Again, the New Living Translation puts it this way. Psalms 23, 5. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Like Jesus says, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm actually gonna taunt the enemy by right in front of the enemy. I'm gonna prepare a feast for you. I'm gonna, like the enemy is trying to come at you. The enemy has plans for your life. And God says, listen, I'm gonna run the score up and I'm gonna put you right in the middle, right in front of the enemy. I'm gonna put a feast in your life. This is what it looks like to have overwhelming victory. It's another level. So if peace, which is important to get to, 
And I, again, I want to say well done for all of you who have been fighting to stay in a place of peace. But when you get there, that is simply the base camp where then you're to ascend and have a greater revelation of the authority that God has given you. Adam and Eve may have lost that authority. Jesus got that authority back and he hands it to us and says, listen, you now have authority in the earth for anything that's my will, anything that's my kingdom. In other words, the storms that come that Satan sends, we, we now have the, we have the authority over them in our lives because they're not God's will and they're not part of God's kingdom. So if the base camp is peace, then the summit is authority. And, and this is, authority is an interesting thing because authority, when it talks about Jesus and keys and the keys of the kingdom and all that, keys speak of authority because keys are, the person who holds the keys is in charge of what gets in and what gets out. I remember being on staff as a youth pastor at Bethel and they had, a, they had like a key system and they had, you know, different AC40 and AC30 or whatever, and it, it kind of described what doors it would open. But there was one key, it was called the GMK key. It was the Grand Master key. Like, it was the key you wanted. Because if you had that key, you could open, like you could give anybody access to anywhere or keep anybody out of anywhere. That's the picture of a key, is that when God gives us keys, it's a picture of authority. I want you to step in to the next level of authority. I want you to understand the authority that you have. I'm grateful that you're living in a place of peace. And if you're not there, we want to get you there. <laughs> but I'm grateful you're living in a place of peace. But from that base camp of peace, it's time to understand the authority we have in the midst of the storm. Here's what happens when, when I don't believe that I have authority or when I don't understand the authority God's given me in the midst of storms, not just to get through them, but to actually have authority in them. When I don't understand that, what happens is, is we no longer are thinking about how to see his kingdom come, his dominion come. We're not thinking about his will being done we're just trying to get through those storms. And what happens is we see things happening around us and we just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, I guess this is how it is. I guess this is what it looks like. There's nothing I can do about it because I don't have any authority. It's a, it's a little bit like, um, you know, I mention a lot in my sermons and my illustrations talking about our dogs and our, the pets we have. And I probably use those illustrations because it's what's readily available every single day in my house is pets because of my wife. But when we first got Dash, uh, this golden retriever, man, we, he chewed everything, dug the entire yard up, dug the whole, you know, ate the entire drip system, chewed holes in the sheetrock, tore three steps of carpet off of our stairs, three entire steps, just, just chewed them all up, tore them all out, I mean, it was, it was just, it was horrible. And, and after a while, I, like we're trying kind of, like we're horrible dog trainers. And so I'm trying to kind of get him to stop, but can't. And so finally you just kind of go, I guess this is how it is. I'm gonna have a dog that's gonna tear everything up. And then I shift to another goal, which is a good goal, but I just wanna have a good attitude in the midst of it. I'm gonna find my peace. I'm not gonna worry. And I'm gonna have a good attitude in the middle of it. While the dog's still chewing and tearing up the house, but I have a good attitude 
and, and I've got peace in the midst of it. And although that's commendable, and I would applaud anybody who's in that mode, when we don't recognize authority, our goal is to have peace in the midst of the storm, but Jesus had a, a higher goal, which was no, you're to have authority in the midst of the storm. Whatever storm that may be, the storm of fear, the storm of anxiety, the, the storm around your finances, the storm in your family, the storm at your workplace, the storm in our city and state and nation, whatever storms are here that are not part of his kingdom, we're called to have authority over them. And God invites us into that place. And I really believe that when you begin to understand authority, you live differently, you walk differently, you pray differently. Man, people that pray with authority, when they understand I am called to pray into things and I have authority, I'm not just trying to get through this storm. I'm actually, I'm actually walking in this storm with authority. And I, I believe this actually when angels get dispatched. The Bible actually in, in Psalms 103.20 talks about how angels are dispatched to carry out his plans, God's plan, and his word. And I believe angels respond to those who understand their authority. Again, I, I know that there's a storm that's happening around the world right now. I don't fully know the storms it's causing in your life, but I do know this. God is wanting to take you to another level. He's wanting you to first make the trek to base camp. Let's get you to base camp where you, where you understand a, a peace that surpasses understanding, where you are confident and secure that God has you, that he's covered you, that he'll provide and protect you. That's a beautiful thing to have in the midst of the storm. But then Jesus says, I don't want you just to hang out at base camp. I want you to now go from base camp and I want you to begin to ascend the mountain to a place of authority, to truly understanding who you are in Christ and the authority God has given you in your life and your family and your work and your city and your nation and the earth. Man, I, I believe that in the midst of this storm, this is what we can learn. There's another level. And I just want to declare this over you. God's not just going to bring victory in your life. He is going to bring overwhelming victory. That God is not just going to reveal to you that you're a conqueror. He's going to reveal to you that you're more than a conqueror. And when we learn that from here on out, because we're going to get through this storm, whatever storm we encounter in our life, we're going to have a deeper understanding and a greater revelation of the authority God has given us. If you're watching right now and you're struggling even to find peace, man, fight for that peace. Understand that peace. Get in the Word of God. Find out what God says about your situation because the Word of God addresses whatever situation you may be in. Find out what God is saying. Get with community. Call a friend. Say, man, I'm struggling to find a place of peace. I am worried and I am anxious and I, I am partnering with fear right now. Just be honest about it and then surround yourself with community. Get in the Word of God. Get with, in the presence of God because peace is your inheritance. Peace is your birthright. But then when you secure that place, understand that Jesus is inviting you into a deeper revelation of not just peace in the midst of the storm, but authority over the storm. Thanks for listening to the message of the week. Hungry for more? Search Jesus Culture on your podcast platforms to check out more from our Jesus Culture podcast network.